0: Welcome to Metaproof Memories Podcast. I am Jerry, otherwise known as Glacier Prince, and my co-host is Hitchcock, otherwise known as Alfred Henry. Our mission on this podcast series is to explore the stories behind the magic that was created at Meadowbrook. When over a span of four years, between 1982 and 1986, we saw the transformation of a small co-educational school with less than 1,200 students, 800 boys, 800 girls and 400 boys into a successful sports and scholastic champion, winning seven major trophies, three Sunlight Cup, two Tapping Cup, one Walker Cup, and one nutriment Shield. And to crown these achievements, Meadowbrook also produced two Rhodes Scholars, Cabell Creighton in 1987 and Andrea Wright in 1989. Both graduates of Meadowbrook in 1983. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to persons, both male and female, who were actively involved in this incredible journey, along with friends and staff at Meadowbrook, which inspired the environment which created this golden era. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Please give us as much support and encouragement as you can on whatever social media platform you're listening. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Oh, Alright, ready So, remember to like, share and subscribe These Meadowbrook Memories Podcast So neither you nor your friends Will miss another memorable Conversation Thanks Go Today is Sunday, November 5th, 2023 And welcome back to another conversation About Meadowbrook Memories Me as usual, Glacester or Lance Or Jelly or Prince And any one of those names will do Join us this for this conversation, as my co-host, is my former Spanish teacher from first and second form, who I've never forgotten, not because I was good at Spanish, but because of a particular pen I took to school one day. But that. <laughs> However, if you want to hear that story behind that particular pen and the full conversation of our course with Mrs. Nelson, you should go back and listen to episode number 17 and make sure you like, share and subscribe to those Meadowbrook Memories conversation while listening. And a link to this episode to Mrs. Nelson, Meadowbrook Memories will be provided in the description page. Our next course, and he has graciously allowed us to use this platform and he, he'll join us later on. Don't need an introduction to our Meadowbrook Memories community because he has been doing yeoman's work for the Canadian chapter of our beloved Meadowbrook alum. For 20 years, and Wayne can correct me when he comes on. And, these conversa- and he has been on these conversations as co-host a number of times. And he was guest on episode number 54. And you should go back and listen to Wayne's book Memories in his own words. And make sure you like, share, subscribe while listening to Wayne's book Memories. And a link will also be in the description page for Wayne's Meadowbrook Memories. Also join us on short notice, and I must thank him for doing this, because Wayne called me and told me that he had a little emergency, and he had to take care of it. Um, And he's someone who I know from the conversation I had with him, who knows Spanish far better than I did. And you should go back and listen to Eastern Library's Meadowbrook memories in his own words on episode number 67. And make sure you like, share, and subscribe while listening. To, these Me- to Eastern Meadowbrook memories in his own words, and the links will also be in the description page. So welcome back, Eastern. Our guest tonight will need a proper introduction. Our guest started Meadowbrook in 1980 and left in 1983. Meadowbrook was her first teaching job after she graduated from Micah and UW in 1980, and she taught Spanish, and by those years, I was in sixth form, and as I've already heard earlier. My memory of Spanish class did not have anything to do with Spanish. (laughs) And my inability to learn Spanish meant that our guests and I would not have crossed paths frequently while I was in sixth form. However, our guests remember the Meadowbrook staff as cordial, close-knit, and sociable. And the students as respectful, disciplined, and friendly. So without further ado, Meadowbrook well. Meadowbrook members welcome Frederica Codlins Ellis to our conversation. Or Frederica Collins while she taught at Meadowbrook. Introduce yourself, Mrs. Ellis, and let me know what you like to be called in this conversation. Because I like Frederica. It, <laughs> okay. it grows off my tongue like I know Spanish.
1: Thank you. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank
2: um, you. You can you can call me if you if you want to call me by my first name, then it's best to call me Freddie. Okay. Freddie,
0: okay, mm-hmm. I
2: just want to thank you guys, you know, Prince you and um, Wayne for inviting me. I didn't even know that Valerie was going to be a co-host. Anyway, thank you for your warm and pleasant welcome. I'm happy to be here. You know it's exciting as well as curious to make this this connection after so many years and I mean many years. As noted, I am Freddie Codling Ellis, right? And uh, as a former teacher from Meadowbrook High School, my stint was a mere three years, as um, you said before, um, Prince, just from 1980 to 1983. Not as long as many other teachers, including Mrs. Nelson, of course. So we are talking a long, long time ago, over 40 years. Wow. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. It will be
2: interesting tonight to see what memories can be unearthed or rekindled, you know, as we flash back to another time, way back when. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to recapturing any invaluable moments and experiences that memory will allow because you know memories fade.
0: The past yes, is and I'll have to dig
2: yes. I'll have to dig into the recesses of my mind
0: <laughs> yeah man. It, it, it will,
2: it will. you see guys i'm I'm not as young I'm not that young teacher from Meadowbrook High School anymore
0: <laughs> but it the will, years it the will. years
2: have flown and it's like a lifetime ago
0: yes it has been a lifetime for all, all of us none of us are that young anymore mrs Ellis yes. Sorry. we are but the memories what, what I realize is that the memories once we start talking things will have come up. Want to start? Talk. That's why I like having more than one person in the conversation. Not just you and I alone. Somebody will remember something different. So yeah. But thank you yeah. for being here. Thank you for being here, Mrs. Nelson. You want to introduce yourself? Reintroduce Most yourself. Welcome. Sorry.
1: Well, first of all, I must introduce myself as a co-host because I had no idea that I was co-hosting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you for the promotion. It's very rare that one gets a promotion during retirement. <laughs> but from Maryborough High School, I will gladly accept it. Um, my name is Valerie Nelson, and I taught at Maryborough High School from 19, um, uh, gosh, seventy-five to eighty-five. And I was just recollecting a couple, you know, months ago after we did the, the initial interview, that this is the only school that I taught for 10 years. Between Canada and Jamaica, Meadowbrook High School is the only consistent, the only school where I taught consistently for ten years. Wow. Uh, kudos to Meadowbrook. Kudos to my 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 lifelong learning experience, my lifelong teaching experience. Meadowbrook holds something special in my educational career as being the school where I taught for ten consecutive years. So that's my introduction.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Nelson. Easton. Reintroduce yourself back for me, please.
4: All right. I'm Eastern Library, class of 83. Started in 1978. Then I also went on for sixth form. So I added two years onto that. Um, Wayne and I started in the same first form, 1C. And um, for purposes of it's called Mrs. Nelson was our first Spanish teacher. And you have left um, such an impression on me, you know, that it has lasted a lifetime, I must say.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you, Easton. Thanks. So, as I said, thanks for sitting in on such short notice. We made the conversation flow tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And Mrs. Ellis, that's what I going to call you earlier. I just said earlier that I do have no problem with that because... The Frederica might make my tongue roll too much tonight. You, yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no, no one really calls me Frederica. It's long. I asked my mom, why did you do that to me? <laughs> it's a long name.
0: No, man. I like to that, Mrs. Ellis. I don't have no problem with that at all. I okay. don't know if you have listened to any of these conversations, but the first question I ask anybody who come on, did you choose Meadowbrook or Meadowbrook chose you?
2: Yes, I listened to a couple of your podcasts. Yes. And... um. My answer to that question is going to be this way. Answering a question, with don't know the question. Why can't it be both?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I must say that my answer is really both. Meadowbrook chose me, I chose Meadowbrook or Better still, I chose Meadowbrook, Meadowbrook chose me. And um, I can amplify that by saying that I had occasion to be in that neighborhood over the years because I had friends living in Meadowbrook in, in that area. I I must have passed the school maybe once or twice, a couple of times. I know one of my girlfriend's um, home was pretty close by. Uh, I was living at Mo, living at Mona still at the time because I just left UWI. I was still living in Mona Heights. And it so, so happened that it must have been in early July of 1980. And, um, we were being interviewed for jobs, lots of young teachers all over the place going to get jobs straight out of university. So a, a whole. Bunch of us met up at Arden High School, and the room was filled with people waiting to be interviewed for for jobs, Spanish, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, it was so overcrowded. And I heard, I overheard a conversation in which um, somebody said, "Oh, they're hiring teachers at Meadowbrook High School too." And just looking at the crowd, and you know, in <laughs> your bet, <laughs> I took off from Meadowbrook High School. <laughs> I went there. The crowd was not so so big. And um, so I chose Meadowbrook instead of staying at Arden. I chose Meadowbrook. When I went there, I did my interview with Miss McLennan. Is that her name, Barry? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, yes, Miss yes. McLennan. She did my interview, and so Meadowbrook chose me. And that's why I say it's a case of both, not either or, but both.
0: And you had no awareness <laughs> that Mrs. McLennan's speciality was Spanish either. Pardon? You didn't know that Mrs. McLennan's was Spanish was her main subject.
2: I don't remember, but as a as a she was a principal, so she interviewed me.
0: Yeah, Spanish, Spanish was that's what she taught before she became
1: principal.
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, you yes. see? I didn't
2: realise that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why she interviewed me. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 I thought you were there when Mr. Thorpe was there. Mr. No, no, I no. left. I think he was there the year before. Ah, okay.
2: Maybe.
0: Yeah, that was mm-hmm. Ms. McClendon first year as principal. Yes, yes. First yeah, or second I, year, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I glimpsed him. I think I, I glimpsed him once or twice, you know, around the area, maybe by the church or something like that. They're the church close by to the school. Yes. I must have glimpsed him there, but I, I had no interaction with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 So, what was the first day like, um, Mrs. N- Mrs. Ellis, when you came onto the campus? What was it like? Oh
2: my, oh my, my first day? Oh my gosh, how can I remember my first day? I, I, I don't, I can't distinctly recall my very first day, but I'm sure it's the regular stuff like General Assembly and meeting your class and meeting other teachers and all of that. But I do recall my second day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that okay with you?
0: No, man. First. Your first. Okay. Memory, yeah. First impression. Yeah.
2: Right. So here I was. Um, I was a fourth form. My, my, my class was, I was the form teacher for a fourth form class. I can still picture where the class is, you know, and um, it was somewhere upstairs. It was a small school. So I, 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 there was it wasn't a wide expanse of area so I remember I was in my classroom and um back in those days I guess teachers were supposed to do like morning devotions with your kids and um I was doing morning devotion with my class and out of the corner of my eyes I saw Miss McLennan like Peeping or over, you know, listening, <laughs> listening to what was going on in my room with my kids. Very interesting because I can recall actually what the, the the theme of my little pep talk with the kids were. I was, um, you know, we had these little these little booklets, and I'm sure you guys are aware of them—daily devotions or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: right. So I remember. Um, The topic for that day was, did you stop to thank a green tree today?
3: (laughs) Very very
2: unusual. Did you stop to thank a green tree today? I guess in these days of, you know, being conscious about the environment, it would be so apt today Mm -hmm. to do that. But after, you know, reading it and discussing with the kids and saying to them, you know, we really shouldn't be thanking trees. You know, we should be thanking God for a new day.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: that much I remember of my second day at Meadowbrook High School.
0: Mm-hmm. So what what was the impression on campus when you came to Meadowbrook? And why did you, why did you choose Arden in first? Or why you think you should go to Arden before you even think about Meadowbrook?
2: Oh, um, remember, I was living at um, Mona Heights. Oh, the
0: convenience. Okay, yeah. And yeah.
2: the road, I think Hope Road. Where's.
4: Yeah, no, you got that right. Yeah, it means the Arden is on Hope,
2: yes, Hope Road. Yes, it is. It is. You have that but right. I think Arden is, Arden, is, um, Arden is on the way, like coming from up by Hope Road or. One of those places. It's a
0: of convenience then, yes. That yes, it, it was
2: convenience really because I, I knew nothing about Arden. Yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah.
3: But
2: because yeah. I had friends who <sighs> lived at Meadowbrook and I heard the conversation and like my ears just pricked up, Meadowbrook, mm-hmm, Meadowbrook. So mm-hmm. I just <laughs> made a beeline and just went there.
0: And oh, you have never been onto the Meadowbrook campus before that?
2: No, no. I might have passed there maybe in the bus or something. Never before. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm.
2: So but I guess I guess it was serendipity. It, it was meant to be, because mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows? The, the competition was so great at Arden, I might not have landed the job.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 <coughs> mm-hmm. So what was the impression like when you came on the campus the first time? I mean, look, you went and met with Miss McLennan for the interview, and you started working there. What was the impression of okay. the campus itself?
2: The campus, I, I do recall, it, it looked small. <laughs> You know, and um, it was, the atmosphere was very, very conducive to learning, very inviting.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I felt, I felt good there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, it was a
2: good feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> were you intimidated that they gave you a classroom and a senior classroom at that to be farm theater, in Fort Farm? Because you were just uh, out a teacher's college and they give you a classroom.
2: No. No, I had taught I had taught um in secondary school a little bit before I went off to university.
0: Okay, okay. okay. Not
2: secondary. What the, I think it's called junior secondary?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah, I taught at Taran Junior Secondary and I taught I taught the older kids too, so I was not all that say new to to say fourth or fifth form i think back in the day that they went up to grade uh, maybe grade 10
0: yeah the, the junior the, secondary school went up to grade 10 where they took
2: the junior secondary school so i i i taught the older kids at junior secondary school
0: Yeah, yeah they took an exam because so I,
2: I was not intimidated
0: okay 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 i got you I had experience before teaching
2: Yes, I, I did.
0: That sort of thing. Okay. I
2: did teach. Uh, I think it's a little bit over a year, and then I went to UWI. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I had I had to finish my internship. Those days you had to do internship, you know, one year internship mm-hmm. after Michael College.
0: Okay, okay. So you did internship after I left Michael, and then okay. Yes, yeah, and yeah. then
2: I taught, and then I went went back on campus. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So how come you end up teaching Spanish? You love Spanish from
2: early. Oh, yes, yes, yes. From the from school days, from school days, I love Spanish. I love Spanish, and then when I um went to my i I did it as one of my my teachables.
3: Mm-hmm. and
2: then you know, I never stopped teaching Spanish. I loved it because you know, um, when I was introduced to it in my first form, again, teachers have a lot to do with the way kids love the subjects. Would you agree with me, Valerie?
1: Yes, I do. I certainly yes. do. Yes.
2: So I had I had a young teacher too, fresh from. Uh, she was training in Mexico and she came back. She was very fluent and, you know, very attractive teacher. And, you know, you gravitate toward that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was good. So my, ex- my introduction to Spanish was pretty good. I did have, uh, I think I did have male teachers too who, who taught me for most of the time? But my first year was a female teacher. I don't recall her name right now. But um, so,
0: so your first time you in, introduced Spanish was when you started high school.
2: High school, yes.
0: Okay, um, okay. And for you, Isan, was it was it the same that you learned Spanish the first? They were or you knew Spanish before it started.
4: No, never before. My first time was with Spanish was with Mrs. Nelson, mm-hmm. okay. and. Uh, she, like Ms. Codlin, just said, the teacher has an impact on how you learn. Maybe nobody else had learned but me, but, but the answer is <laughs> not be.
0: Um, I
1: think it's less to this to say something, here. Yeah. Right, I'm no. both. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you know,
0: I'm asking. <laughs> and so, that's I'm coming to you, that's how I'm asking the question. I say, what's wrong with me? <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I can say that for both Mrs. Nelson and Ms. Codlin, they, they, the way they, they presented themselves, not just as a teacher, but as a person. So you're attra- like I was attracted to both of them because they dress, you know, wonderful. <laughs> fashionable, fashionable, Ethan. <laughs> fashionable. And so you say, well, I'm going to do whatever it is for this teacher because, um, you know, not, not only are they attractive, but, but the way they present themselves, you know, and Mrs. Nelson made sure when I remember when we were in first form, she walked in the classroom, levantate, test. So you have to stand up and, and say good morning and then you sit down, right? Yes. And so she commanded our attention. And, and, and she wore these glasses that was a little bit down her eyes. So she's looking over you, <laughs> um, the glasses, uh-huh. with those eyes. And you say, well, I can't do anything wrong for this lady, (laughs) you know, so, but, but it made me love the language. I have to say, because of how she taught us, not just you reading through the book, you know, we got a lot of um, assignments to do that made us do things outside of the regular um, thing and, you know, she would mark them, bring them back and so forth. And then by the time I got to fourth form now was when Miss Codlin came. And Miss Codlin was young, mark you by this time I'm 16, 17. So young teacher coming in, dressing, you know, high heel shoes, you know, yes. walk, <laughs> walk a certain way. Um, so you're, you're, you're like, okay, here I go again. So um, I have to be in this class and I have to learn, but, but I had wanted to do it in fourth and fifth form anyway, based on Mrs. Nelson. Mm-hmm. And so Miss Cardin just kind of took the baton, and and um, you know, I was I was enchanted by both of them, so I I wanted to learn.
0: And and, and for the record, Ethan, I think you said in your conversation that you took Spanish in sixth form as well and got to that a level.
4: I did, and I did it at university as well. Right? Wow. Thanks to both of these ladies.
2: Okay. And Bienvenidos also, al club.
4: <laughs> yes, and I also went back to Meadowbrook and I taught for one year Spanish.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow, is, that's, you know. This
4: is thanks to you both. That's why I said when Wayne told me this morning, I was just beyond excited. Whatever I was doing would, would be second, oh. you know, for this conversation, so... Um, I kind of threw it away though, my career path took somewhere different, but um, I also had workers, I had mentioned that when I had my call, they had a youth conference, I think Miss Codling was the one who had something to do with it, but they had a youth conference at the conference center, International Youth Conference, mm-hmm. and I went and worked <laughs> as a, assisted the translators there. Wow. I think Miss Cotton had something to do with it, but um, this was in 83, I think, 82. That's or
2: interesting. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have no recollection, mm-hmm. but it sounds good.
4: <laughs> but this is the impact that you, as a, you know, the hallmark, what I would say as a good teacher, that you may not even know you had such an impact, but you left you left a mark on someone, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure, That's so I'm kind. sure Mrs. Ness is asking, then what around with Lister?
1: <laughs> oh you know one of the things about teaching as a profession is you never get to know the impact that you've made as a teacher until years after
4: after yes
1: yes it's testament yes. to that you never hear from the students you know they've gone yes. on things but just to hear it now just proves my point yes. um, and
2: on yes and on that point Mm -hmm. um when you are actually teaching them you know that doesn't come across until years later because they might think oh this teacher is so so difficult this teacher is so mean this teacher gives a lot of work oh why do i have to do this and then later on you know in retrospect they come to they come to really appreciate Yes. Because, you know, we were students too at one time and yes. we, we yes. followed in the footsteps of our teachers. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I, you know, I, I I used to say when I started, out, started teaching, I said, I, I I can recall all my teachers who were good teachers mm-hmm. and the ones who basically malpractice. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we had some too, can, but I never can, got any you of You can make that
2: determination. Once you enter the, the field, you can mm-hmm. know who was a good teacher and who was not. Right. Yeah. And for example, I had a teacher who um, back in the day, she let us have a lot of free time on our hands, running up and down and doing stuff. We, you know, and we loved her. But then you look back now after you become a teacher and you got the training, you realize that that was a lack of discipline. There was no discipline there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it you was more a you disservice. Want, you're not looking anything. for kids to be your friends.
4: Yes, it you was don't? more <laughs> a disservice than anything else. You
2: ha- yes, you have to be <laughs> firm. I'm not so. Yes, so, so, firm and, you
0: can't and fair. This, let me ask, you can tell this one first, Mrs. Ellis. Um, you think teachers are born or made?
2: Well, as in any profession, I think um, there are people who are who who just are just natural they have the the aptitude for for whatever they choose and then there are those who, who who don't and the ones the ones who do maybe they last and some people are adventurous they try other other fields but just like in any other profession I look at nurses and doctors and I say I could never do that I could never and I've had occasion when I was teaching in the Bahamas, um, a friend came to my classroom door because I was teaching middle school and I, I was no longer teaching high school. The job I I landed was I was still teaching first form, which was um you translate that to grade seven. Yeah. I was teaching form, grade yeah. seven, mm-hmm. a noisy bunch. And she, a friend came to the door and she said, how do you do that? How do you do that? It, The noise was just getting to her, you know, but you, you get to, you you get so accustomed to it. It's, it's what you love doing. And you, you, you do have control because uh, I recall on one occasion, you know, and um Mrs. Nelson, you can bear me out on this, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to, to, take control of your classroom those first, the very first few moments. Mm -hmm. Because if you you lose your class, it's gone for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. So I I always started out as a tough teacher and then I relaxed, you know, let go and so on. And I remember one boy look at me one day and he said, Miss, you're Ah. not mean, you know, you just pretend to be mean. (laughs) And then they come back afterwards and they, you know, you... You, you relax in the classroom with them and you have fun and learning become fun. But if you, if you do not you, um, have that, that um, situation under control from the very beginning, once you don't have good classroom management, you're not going to enjoy the job. Yes. It's going to be a nightmare. So teachers are born... Um, people can learn people can learn to get into the job and love it but if you love it you'll make a success of it i find the people who are miserable are those who are not cut out for it really that's That's true.
3: true yeah
0: yeah and you mrs nelson your 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 position not position your opinion on that question born or made
1: I, I think it's a combination of the two, as Ms. Cotlin said. I, I come from a long line of teachers. My mom was a teacher, though she was elementary. I had aunts who were teachers in Manchester. Um, so I, I always thought teaching being modeled in my home. I would see my mom coming home with, with stuff to you know prepare for her class. And, and when I was living in an extended family situation with all my cousins, I remember distinctly holding school during the summer and I was and they would have to follow through with what I said so I always had this knack for it um and, I, and I've embraced it um no as I said she was elementary I cannot deal with um younger kids um, I learned I, yeah but <laughs> I, so, so the older kids um are, are, are my forte um but what I think you have to do the minute whether you teaching elementary or secondary you have to establish that you are in control now Mr. Glacier Prince was trying to show that he was in control <laughs> <laughs> I took, um, and he reminded me of that and he also reminded me that you have to be in control no matter if the kids are taller than you are they yes. come from money they come from wealth they come from parents who are you know Busy bodies in your school. You have to show that you have gone to school. You have learned your subject area, but you also have classroom management skills, and you will have fun after that. Once you've established those roles, those those rules, and those roles, things will go easy. Mm-hmm. Rather-
0: yeah. And and Eastern, I know you say only taught for a year. You have an opinion in terms of what the question asks.
4: Yes, I I think they are born because i i embraced the teaching
3: mm-hmm.
4: and i didn't go to teachers college i went just went to, to ue mm-hmm. and uh, miss mcclennan had asked me to come back and teach there which i was I, great you know gladly did
3: mm-hmm.
4: but it was something that i always wanted to do
3: mm-hmm.
4: but even after I left the classroom, so I'm not in the classroom teaching, but in my job, I'm always the one who trains people. There you go. So I think it's something that you're born and it goes with you wherever you go.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: You know, but you can be formally trained. But I think it's something you're born with.
3: Yeah, yeah. But
4: uh-
1: if, I, if I just add, you may be born with it, but it has to be honed. It has yes, it has to,
4: to, be-, to, to be honed. Yeah,
1: nurtured. It has yes. Somebody like Miss McLennan, as you said, yes. saw something in you. Yes. And he allowed that to grow and to thrive. And you you embrace
0: that. Yes. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Because I taught here for about 18 months, living in the States. I taught younger children. I taught fifth grade, which was like just before high <laughs> school. And I hated it. I don't think I was born to teach. <laughs> <laughs> I, in a sense, not, that, I said not just... Like you, Missus Snell, I think if it was an older kid, maybe I would have to stick around, stuck around about yeah, yes. the training because I like teaching people things like you all. I just here. and to answer the question about, in, I was thinking about it, that you were all talking about my, my, my struggle in learning Spanish. I think that mm. didn't have nothing to do with Spanish when mm. I was at, when I started school, and I realized that when I went to fifth form and I took all levels and I only got two subjects, if it didn't come naturally to me. I'm not going to do it at all. And mm-hmm. Spanish was was like a foreign language to me. I never learned it before. It was mm-hmm. only when I reached fifth form, I repeated in fifth form, that I started to apply myself and second down. Mm-hmm. So It wasn't that, I couldn't have learned Spanish. Mm-hmm. But it just, it never came naturally, because I didn't learn it in primary school, but that was no excuse. Right, yeah, yeah. I was just the sort of person who said, if it don't come naturally to me, I'm not going to waste it. I learned that afterwards you have to apply yourself, even if it don't come naturally to you. Because mm-hmm. I think you can learn anything you want. To learn. That's how I feel these days. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, Missus Missus Ellis, um, when yes. you came to Meadowbrook now, um, what were the students like in terms of computer at school? you taught before. What do you remember Meadowbrook students students?
2: Like? Oh, my my um, year mm-hmm. and a half or so at this at the, the junior secondary school. Um, in terms of discipline, you know, Meadowbrook students, it was like cheese to chalk. They were, it was such a calm and peaceful and disciplined environment. The kids were respectful, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm looking back now and I, now I appreciate that, you know, those, that three year stint that I did because um, I think you guys had a dean of discipline, <laughs> did you not? I don't, I don't remember uh,
4: Mr. Gordon, but but Miss McLean was such a strict. There was a, ma- there
2: was a male teacher who was a dean of discipline. I do recall because I can picture him walking Mr.
4: Up Gordon, up in, up in, yes, Mr. Gooden. He probably was dean uh, of
2: I've never had an occasion to send a student to, to be disciplined. The students were respectful. Yes. And um All I can say is that, you know, uh, maybe on occasion I might have given a few lines to a student for minor infraction, but basically writing a couple lines was like no kind of punishment, really. Mm -hmm. The students, I had no problem with them, and I'm really looking back now and appreciating how how disciplined and respectful the students were at Meadowbrook High School, really.
0: So you gave them the lines to write in Spanish? (laughs)
2: Um, I should have come to think of it, but I didn't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I did.
1: <laughs> I should have. If I, I can say something about that form of discipline, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it now, um, students on, on, on the, on the panel here, but I think it's perhaps the most ridiculous form of punishment. You mean
2: writing lines?
1: Yeah, because I learned, and I don't know where I got it. But well, let's say you got a hundred lines to write. If you were smart enough, you could line up three pens. I know. Three pens, and that. you could write that in notes.
4: <laughs> this is coming from a teacher, Prince. you hear
0: that? No, but that's, no. Well, that's, that's what we did. That's what we did, Mrs. Terrell. I know, I know, oh, but I'm just God, saying. You see, it's,
2: it's a carryover from high school, too, because we did that in high school, too. And I remember writing lines, and um, like, what are, what are I, like, I I would put in a wrong sentence somewhere in the middle of it. And, and it would, the teacher would never see that. <laughs> I must not, or I must, I must yes, not. I put in yes. something different. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I hope it's not a practice, uh, you know, currently. It, it really is ridiculous. I mean, you and I, I think that if you had a detention, it, it had to do with the number of hours that you stayed there. Yeah. But if you're able to write your 30 or 100 lines in 15 minutes, what happens to the rest of the time? I can't remember what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. The smart kids would have the four pens lined up mm-hmm. and, and
0: rattle them off. Anyway, that's just an assignment. tie them on an elastic band, yes.
1: The
0: elastic band. <laughs> Not just line up, Mrs. Nelson, they'll be tied together. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 But let, oh. let me ask a question though to you, teacher. Because when I thought I had struggled with this is like uh-huh. were you guys able to mark all those papers in terms of how do you go about it?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We did.
3: <laughs> but that, yeah. that must it,
1: have, it, yes. it was your professional duty. You did nothing else. I mean, that's how you knew what was happening with the student, what what learning was taking place, what more learn, what 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 more teaching had to take place. Because, yeah, but there may have been something that you missed in communicating to your student. So. I was a diligent marker. I would take weekends marking. I would, if I had a doctor's appointment with one of my kids, I would take the papers there and I would sit and I would mark. I think that's what teachers do. You either plan your lessons or you mark, and you plan your lessons and you mark.
2: <laughs> yes, on, on that point too, uh, I. I marked, I was always marking the work because, you know, it's a part of your, your professionalism yeah. that you're not going to shortchange your students. Yes. And I i have gone to the doctor's office with um like tons of test papers and stuff, sitting mm-hmm. there marking, mm-hmm. weekends, weekends yeah. marking, you know. Uh, yeah. I remember one night I did an all-nighter because Mm -hmm. marks were needed the next day not in Jamaica but I did an all-nighter in Canada here Mm -hmm. because I had to have the results in the principal's office the next morning and um, when I went in for that meeting you know everybody was giving their marks I think it was my first year teaching in Canada here and um, when they gave their marks and their marks were pretty high And I asked a teacher, when we exited the room, I I said, how how did you get such high marks for your kids? We had to average the the class, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he said, his comment was, you give them what they want Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now coming from a jamaican background i would never have thought that in a million years to to short change or to do short yes. because, or or not to be honest and you know hold your integrity as a professional you know you, know, you said
0: that Mrs. so we mark you no i'm I, and i thought that's exactly what happened, you now because you know why why i asked a question you know, when i was teaching you know just like what you said there on my first year teaching that's what my mentor told me see i can't mark everything i forget just like what the person said to you you literally have to make up the grades yes i was
2: shocked because it was something new to me mm-hmm.
0: no when i learned that i'm saying i couldn't there's no way i could see in an industry like that i mean maybe different in canada what i'm talking about here mm-hmm. where i live in, in mm-hmm. the states here i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't want to be part of something that's shortchanging people mm-hmm. for the education that they, and that's what they're doing i have no respect or regard for most education system here because i was teaching in there and i see what they're doing
4: yes i fully agree and i feel the same too
0: i just and I, I, I just and there's no wonder why the standards have dropped off so much at, because just like the man said to you mrs sellis you give him give them what they want you give them what they want i don't know there is no accountability in terms of saying it's it affecting us, the society, right across. And I don't know about it, it is in Jamaica I don't know if that reached there. But I'm saying to myself, did I would the teacher mark in my papers when I was and you're saying yes, yes. Yes, but I don't know. It that's not what I see here when I was teaching, though. That's what I see here. But that that itself is a problem. That itself is a problem. So, Mrs. Sellis, what were the teachers like when you came into Meadowbrook now? What 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 was the or your phone, oh, you found the teachers.
2: Well, you see, there was a whole bunch of young teachers. So we we had a great time socializing, really. <laughs> you know, um, outside of school, we did a couple of things together. Um, but um, some of the teachers who I remember... Um, Helen, of course. Helen Barbo. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so.
3: mm-hmm. That's Rory.
2: Mm-hmm. Rory so McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be disrespectful, but I think Rory had a big mouth. I mean,
4: turned... <laughs> He spoke very loud. Yes, he was loud. loud... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> like
2: that. <laughs> and there was um, Beckford, Beckford and yeah. um, Jerry.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
2: Yes. And um, there was a young teacher too, I recall. Her, her mom, she both she and her mom taught there. Do you remember her? I think her name was Andrea. She was probably fresh out of out of a sixth form to uh, and join the staff. She was a young girl, must be the youngest on staff. She and her mom mm-hmm. taught there. I don't remember what subject she taught. And then there was another teacher who I remember. Um, who else? Who I remember Blossom, yes. Mrs. Slade Law,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and she was the
0: the know Mrs. Ellis. Yeah, we of that.
2: Uh, yes, I'm aware. Uh, Mrs. Nelson had told me. Mm-hmm. And there's another teacher that passed, too. Uh, her name was me-
1: Melody? Oh, uh, Pert. Colleen Pert. I What's think. her name? Colleen Pert. Pert. Okay. Oh, right. you're
4: probably talking about Mrs. Campbell, Melody Campbell. No,
1: no, no. Campbell. Oh, Melody Campbell. Melody Campbell, Campbell Russell or Russell Campbell. Yes, but Russell, uh, yes. Pert, P-E-A-R-T. She mm. was young teacher and she subsequently died oh. right uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. so
2: i remember those and um sis um there was another teacher too and there, there's another teacher who we used to um poke fun at in the staff room <laughs> the big joke is that um, um out of respect i won't say her name but we used to laugh and said she never cash her check she was so rich; she didn't need oh. to teach. <laughs> so every month we would say, "Oh, this person didn't catch her check, her check this month." You know. Uh, so the staff we had fun in the staff room too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I recall we had, and students wouldn't have known this, but we had a book.
3: In the staff. <laughs> oh, Valerie, you
2: remember? <laughs> we had a book in the staff room where we wrote down when kids wrote their exams and they. They, they wrote certain things that were just funny that's, and that's, just, you know, <laughs> just just out of this world. Where did that come from? So we used to write down these little quotes in, in the book. Yes, And when we had some downtime in the staff room, we grabbed the books and we'd laugh and read yep. out some of the, the quotes from the kids. Yeah. And I can remember uh, maybe about two or three, I'm not sure you know, providing a a whole lot of levity in the staff room. I think Helen, I remember. Helen was a science teacher, right? Um, Yeah.
0: um, um, Biology.
3: Biology, Biology.
2: right. She set an exam and one of the questions, the answer was the the Anopheles mosquito. Something (laughs) like that. That caused malaria or something like that. And the kid, the student wrote the word and the joke is, student couldn't. There must be. I guess that that's an auditory learner because she must have heard it, never seen the word. Instead of writing Anopheles, she write a, ah, and then nuff, N-U-F-F. and <laughs> 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 and then ophila. So it was oh. a joke. Anopheline. <laughs> <Anopheles. laughs>
3: Yes. That is and, and another
2: one <laughs> another time i remember in the staff room to read in that book of jokes um i think must have been from a geography question mm. a student wrote like uh the answer to what is a cloud and the answer was a moving body of smoke mm.
4: <laughs> oh a moving body of smoke
2: <laughs> yeah. so That's we, not had, we had quite a few jokes yeah. in those books in that book <laughs> <laughs> those two out oh, at
0: me that would we, be a so night, we, was... we
2: had a good time together and outside yeah. of school we went um i remember you know back in those days pizza wasn't a big thing it was like a
0: an novelty
2: day, really yeah, it was, it was, and there yeah. was a pizza a new pizza store up in ligany i don't know if you had you were there that time um yes. Valerie, if it was it second
1: when you it came back Shake is, shake is or shark is something like that. Yes,
2: I know it start. I knew it started with an S. I couldn't yes. remember.
1: Yeah. And we went up there to have
2: pizza. Yes. And I, I remember sometimes to, um, uh, I think it was, I don't know when it was the world cup soccer, but I know you guys do a lot of sports on, on, on the podcast here. Uh, um, i guess female teachers we we couldn't have a lot to say about sports except maybe valerie i guess what <laughs> i i remember it was a world cup year yeah
0: it, it was, was the year um the world cup, was an yes.
2: and we teachers after because yeah. we taught the morning we didn't teach in the ex in the evening in the extension school so we had time left over to go and watch the the, the matches, the and soon, matches I remember yeah. we went by we went by jerry's house i think yeah. Jerry lived, yeah. he lived close by he lived across yeah. the Rafa
0: street yeah springboard right
2: and we went to watch and i think all of us were rooting for brazil and we bought a lot of patties mm-hmm. and we sat down ready to eat patties and enjoy the match and um a quick quick time um brazil brazil lost the match and it just <laughs> put a damper you <laughs> just put a damper on the whole thing i don't even think we ate our patties we were so disappointed. that has
0: been Mr. sellis for the record brazil most famous defeat in all the world cups i've never oh, forgot yeah. that 19 years to World up like, italy beat them and italy went on to win the world cup so yeah i know exactly okay, what you're yes. talking about yeah
2: so that that's a, that's yeah. one of the memories i have you know us sitting together having you know socializing yeah we did a lot of that together. Mm-hmm. We even had um why do you recall us having like a gym? A gym class? Yes. We did. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Teachers, we we did our exercises together <laughs> and stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But but let me ask you something, though. I mentioned something about um you said Accenture. I didn't experience that at all. I know Eastern did. Um, what was it like as teachers? Um where the school was divided into two shifts. It was an experiment they tried in Jamaica. I don't know if they tried anywhere else in the world. But what was it like you? for you first, Mrs Ellis, in terms of teaching? Or did you ever have a teacher on a second shift?
2: No, I never taught a second shift, but I, I had good rapport with, with some of the teachers. I, I, I remember some of the teachers because a few of them were from UWI too. But I, I, I didn't have any experience there. Mm. i I don't even know I don't even know what was the qualification if the kids had any less like if they won half a scholarship or what I, I can't recall, or is the fact that the school was so small that it couldn't house everybody at the same time I don't know
4: that was it, so they split us um into
1: yes it's a it's a yeah
0: yeah they started taking more children into the, it was i think a mandate from the ministry of education where they had to take more children. Mm-hmm. To pass the common entrance, and then there was no space. There was no oh. space at all. I just, so, but I, because I'd never experienced that at all, I came to me from first to fifth farm, and I never, that never even crossed my mind.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I was just wondering if you teachers have been, uh, I know Eastern as a student, and when you talk about it, where he went through the first, the two shifts, you went to Yeah,
4: because first form we were on morning shift, but then you also had first farmers on morning shift in the second shift, sorry, on the second shift. Then we rotate. So when we got to second form, we were on second shift. Then the, those people who were on second shift came on the morning. Yeah. Then third form we did that. And fourth form, everyone was um on the all fourth farm and fifth farmers were on the one shift. Yeah, so that's was, how was, Ms. Codlin was, wouldn't have known because it was the first three form all alone. together. Yeah, that's
0: correct. Yeah. So let me um, ask you something though, because this might answer my question. You, you think the quality of the teaching was different between the first and the second shift. No, okay.
4: No, I don't think so.
0: That's what I thought though. because I when I listen, I talk to people like yourself and your friends. were on the podcast, I yes. never got the impression that it made a difference at all.
4: No, of- it didn't. It didn't. It only made us feel only only we all because we were diff. We were we were separated. then you would think, you know, we we were in first form and morning shift. Then we would be like, oh, you know, there must be something wrong with those kids while they're on the second shift.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Then when we got on the second shift, now we figure, well, what's wrong with them while they're on the morning shift when we're on the second <laughs> shift? So, mm-hmm. and, so you look at it. But the teaching, no, was no different. I mean, we had excellent teachers as well on the second shift.
0: And, and the same question to you, Mr. Telly, Did you ever think, say, like the students? And we didn't teach them at all. Did you ever think any different at the students on the second shift, Missus Ellis? Oh, me? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, truth be told, I, I, I'm sure I didn't even focus on that.
0: Anybody you know, know. across your mind at all. Okay. okay.
2: No, well. I, I don't think so.
0: If,
1: if I could just, I don't know the perspective, um, Glaister. I never taught in the evening school at Meadowbrook. However, I taught at the evening school at Calabar. Mm-hmm. And it was the same bunch of kids that I had in day school. They were just as eager to learn. They just couldn't find a place to during the day school. So yes. between Calabar afternoon and Meadowbrook in the day, no difference whatsoever. The curriculum was the same. The students mm-hmm. were the same. They were eager to learn. It was just at a different time. Yeah, I'm glad so we- it
2: was just a case of just u- utilizing this space. That's, yes, because, that's it. That's because, that's a, it. as we say, so Melbourne was- yes. didn't have that or oh, many yes. the facility many many for everyone at the same yes. time. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's the impression I got. Like I never, never got the impression even those two ship at Meadowbrook anybody felt any different.
4: No, <laughs> no,
1: to, um, for, for, for for many young teachers because teaching salaries were not that great. Mm-hmm. So, if you could have a a, a timetable in a day school and then in an afternoon at least you would be able to survive. so you you had the same quality of education taught mm-hmm. by the same competent teachers just to different students at a different time. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't recall. Did we have um one assembly for all for the whole school? Or or two. No. no,
4: the second shift came in later, so theirs
0: was around midday.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, what I meant is did we have any like a whole school assembly at any time? I can't. But shift was there? That's a
0: good question, Mrs. Ellis.
2: Did they ever mm-hmm. that type
0: of,
4: um, No, dessert? never, never, no. Because okay. they were always and it was only up to third form, so we would have hours in the morning, and then the second shift had theirs in the evening.
0: The evening yeah. Otherwise,
4: we never interacted on on a grand scale for the whole school now.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so what you saying, during time, that experiment was carried out. It's like at no point at all the entire school met as a body there.
4: No. no, no, it was impossible because there would be nowhere
0: for all, all of us. Space. to see, right, right. That is yeah. true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. I never metik that until now. Right. Yeah. But when you get to Ford farm, I just say no, yeah, yeah." Fourth farm, we all come together. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: As one, and then fourth and fifth farm. Right. So Miss Codlin would have been teaching us in fourth farm, so she wouldn't have known no knowledge of what we our our split shift experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. taught us all together
0: mm-hmm. and i don't think they have that i don't any school in jamaica still have that system you know eastern
4: they do they still do middlebrook still does it too should, no, really? they still. yeah
0: i,
1: was, I think oh. Elsa was the forerunner in all of this because they have massive space there
4: yeah,
0: yes. yeah 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 i didn't realize they still do it so middlebrook still have two shifts in eastern of the third farm
4: I don't know how far up, but they, they they still do, yes. And then they wear the, I think they put on the uniform. Are a, a different. A, a little different, yeah. It distinguishes the morning. shift. We didn't have that when we were there. There was no
0: distinguishing, but mm. now they do. There's mm-hmm. a distinguishing thing. Yeah, I, I, I know my wife went to Pumbacall and it was like two different colors. They had a monitor and I evening shift as well. Yes, it was like pink and pink. Blue and blue right, right, right. And I live in Chromicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: They trim the they trim the for so the girl they trim the sleeve of the blouse with the uniform material. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
4: So that's how you know one shift from the other.
0: Yeah, I didn't realise that's still happening though. Yeah,
4: but when we were there, the, the uniform, the epaulette was the same. Yes but but for the girls that there, were, there was none when we were there but now there is a difference.
0: Yeah there's no distinguishing feature between a morning and evening shift when you were at Meadowbrook Eastern.
4: No none whatsoever no. But neither neither. the
0: boys. I know initially um when Meadowbrook Exeter was as an extension school the epaulets were Different. They could, not, yes. you could distinguish. But once you started the shift system, when everybody was on the same thing, it was the same. Yeah, we were all the same. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. That was a wonderful thing. That, that Yeah, happened. the only thing, the only difference was the time.
4: Yeah, yeah, and, it came out again, and yeah. Otherwise, we were never felt, you know, left to feel like we were by, by, neither by the staff or any teachers or anything to feel like, you know, because we were on the second shift, we were less of a student. And
0: you didn't feel like second-class citizen.
1: I have a question. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, go
1: ahead. Um, he said, what what happened with with sports events and and when you belong to a house? How did they do that in the second shift? Because we, we, we competed against each other.
4: We did. So, well, like sports oh, yeah. day, everybody came together on sports day. I think yeah. that
0: was the only no. time then, yeah. But the only you...
4: time, but not for an assembly, okay. but then we would have interformed And they would they would make it during the time when when the shifts overlap.
1: Yes, yes. So like the
4: morning shift, we our PE normally go to towards the end of the day, so that it accommodates the 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 evening shift who are coming in, then they get the classroom. Yeah. So when we have like interform sports now, Mm -hmm. they make it somewhere in between when we're finishing and they're starting.
0: Good. Good. That makes sense. And You know what? No, I think it the East End—that was probably one of the main reasons why Merebok became so dominant in our sports in you know, the eighties. You know, it was that an influx of a whole lot more students. Yes, whole lot more. Is, is the pool got bigger than in terms of who we could have chose from. When, yes. when I was at my there was just three farms, and by the time you guys between the two, she was like eight. Eight. Yeah, there were eight. eight oh, right. Yeah. So were there were lot eight. more students, yeah. and I think I never thought about it that way before in the East End, and because it was like one place. So by, yes. By the time you reach from now, it's like a whole lot more pool of people to choose from.
4: It was a, it's a, it's a combination, it's a glacier. So the, we had more students to choose from, but then the competition now was, was higher because you had so many, so you have to be the best to get to the top. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. And yeah. then we had the teachers now who knew who to, how to spot
3: mm-hmm. those
4: talents. Mm hmm and and draw it out from everybody but you know the the, the competition was stiffer because then you're, you're competing now you say well okay when you were there it's three forms right so if you want to make a cricket team you only have to go up against three other forms yeah, but now yeah, we have yeah, eight. yeah so you have to be better but remember most of the teachers were the same from you were there so it involved
0: the teachers as well
4: yeah so it was just a combination of so many factors you know
0: yeah, yeah, I never thought about it before you said I mean, yeah. say exactly why. The, one of the result, successful results of that experiment is like, you know, I, I didn't go through the shift but I can't see no why it would have The more competitive nature because so but more students competing for a team, and any team at all, whether it's a, a cricket team, a football team, or a table tennis team, there are lots more yes. people competing for the you
4: know. more com- Yes, yeah, there's more people yeah, there. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, com- yeah. the competition mm-hmm. is stronger.
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it bring out the best in the
4: individual because now you realize you have so many people up to go up against. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and talking about sports team, Mrs. Ellis, did you ever participate in sports here? What are the fun memories you have of <laughs> i
2: I've been rocking my brain to see if I can remember which house I belong to. I I can't, <laughs> but um, I know I I, I recall that we had uh, cheerleading teams. And um, I think one year my house won the cheerleading competition. But I can't, if you remind, remind me of the houses, let me see if I can recall which one I was in. What is the name of the houses? Ward
1: House, Bogle. That's what I remember.
4: Ward, Ward. Saunders, um, okay. Rothney, and Gardshore.
2: Which one start with R?
4: Rothney. Rothney.
2: Okay, that's the one I was in. I know it yeah, was an R. the yellow
4: one. I knew you were at that was the house I was in. So I remember. Yeah, that was my house too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rodney.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that was. I just don't. I don't recall much about the sport except for the the cheerleading team itself. But it, but in terms of um the the extension school, the the, the houses would extend over to to those students. Yes, the, yes, the, the same houses.
4: Yes, the same. houses. same
2: houses, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was one big sport day for everybody.
0: For everybody, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only time it looked like the school came together.
4: Only, yeah, sports day was the yeah, only yeah, time. Yeah,
0: yeah, It would have been the only time it possible because the school was closed just for sports day. So, yeah. And it made sports more competitive than Eastern. I can't say that.
4: Yeah, because you would know when we would meet for our house, like when we have our house meeting, is morning shift. Then mm-hmm. the second shift have their own house meeting. But but when you realize now that you you're gonna compete for your house for sports day, it's tougher because now if you thought you was the best one on morning shift, now you realize you have the best one from second shift to go up against. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it pushes you to to do better.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can see that. Yes, so let me ask you a question, this Um <coughs> What is the most embarrassing moment you can remember? You can't look back on new look You can look <laughs> back on the no, with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any wardrobe malfunction?
2: <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Sorry.
4: and <laughs> is <Edison> princess. <laughs>
2: Uh-huh. Sorry guys, I was choking. I was having some water. Um, can you repeat the question?
0: Your most embarrassing <laughs> moment you can look back look back on. You can remember with that smile at that Meadowbrook.
2: An um, embarrassing moment?
0: Yeah, that you can look back on with a smile.
2: i i i I d I can't recall any. I must have had. Mm-hmm maybe maybe stumbling in my high heel shoes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> cuz those boys were so tall
4: yeah i recall that they were very high those high those shoes were very yes. high spike
0: spikey yeah. i think we used to call those shoes
4: yes they were very Spikes high spike yeah
2: yes yeah, so i didn't have to look up to the boys <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so did you find the boys more intimidating than the girls
2: No, they were just young guys, you know, who, you know, they have crush on their teachers and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You know, it was amusing, really.
3: Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm So so let me ask you something, Mrs. Mrs. Nessie can answer this as well. Which, which, which sector you find more difficult to teach, the boys or the girls?
2: I find the boys Ah. more difficult to teach. I, I, I would have. I prefer teaching the girls. Uh, The boys, you know, their their hormones are running wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes they're not focused. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Not focused sometimes, but um, I my preference would have been, you know, over the years teaching girls.
0: Okay, and and you, Mrs. Nelzi, which one you found
1: easier to teach? I, I think I'm gonna fall into this whole narrative where you know boys are not the best at languages and girls are better at languages Uh, but i found i had some incredible students who are boys who are males who are good language learners girls have that easy facility they're they're outgoing they don't embarrass easily they try their best they like to perform they like to outperform and languages like that, you know, it's a lot of talk, and it's a lot of expressing yourself. So it was perhaps easier to teach the girls. Um, but and and I think, as I said earlier, I think boys tend to be reluctant when it, I think I'm, I think the same young men who are in my class as Spanish learners who did not excel. Perhaps excelled in Miss Miss Barbara's class in science
4: mm-hmm. in biology. You have a point there.
1: <laughs> some, I mean, and they could they could explore it a lot in biology, whereas language you know, not so much. I
2: think I think there was this this tendency to for for um the curriculum or the you know the syllabus to be to be so. Specific slanted in a way that you know girls girls feel that they should gravitate towards languages
3: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. boys
2: the science yeah so yeah. it was almost as if it's not cool to have um mm-hmm. male students speaking spanish or doing spanish they are more into the science field and the girls more into the arts field. yeah yeah
1: and and that that that's that you know the whole stem movement and this the steamer movement is trying to correct that. Yes. I did, however, find that um, when it came to conjugating certain verbs in Spanish. Right, oh, Lord. The, <laughs> the, 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 the past tense of panera, you know.
4: Yes, of, you get, you get you more mean, attention.
2: You mean,
1: I got their attention. I got you got more
2: attention, yes. Yes, everybody, <laughs> everyone remembers that. You
1: know, yes. Try to get me on Facebook to, 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 to conjugate the verb panera. I had uh, to... In that it had to be in the past tense. That what he was looking for. Yes. I guess all they would all remember the past. Oh, yes.
4: Maybe if Gle- if Glace knew that at school, maybe you,
2: and you know
0: what? i you are talking. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's that's thing. why I'd have to tell you. I'll tell you in a sidebar, Prince. I will tell you in a sidebar. I know that flew right over my head. Because you're right. You're right, Ethan. If I knew exactly what it was, you know, I'd be eagerly.
4: Yeah, you'd be. Yeah, you'd be in that class. I'm or i remembered when miss when miss Cotlin started teaching me in fourth form and the first day she was talking about this plus come perfect and i'm like okay yes. it sounded so good when she said it that i needed to learn some more yes. so but 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 the other one is very worse you know Prince, so I'd have to tell you another time. Off but, the air,
0: behind the pinewood. <laughs> way off the air, way way
4: off the air. But yeah. but but when when she said that, close come perfect, and I'm like, okay, what the what hell is, is that? It got my attention.
0: I remember, <laughs> so, the I don't, I I'm not talking about that. But if I don't get it, like trust me, I don't understand nothing that you guys. That's why I talk about that. And I say, okay. <laughs> people who are Spanish understand. I'm going to, give, I'm going to tell you what, me, what I understand what I'm saying, you know yeah you remember Miss richards i don't know if you remember Miss Richards, mrs nelson yeah. Ms., Ms. Uh, mrs.
1: what was her subject area
0: geography geography yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah yes.
0: i don't know if Miss still remember that and she taught me in second and third form and then she left i went to teach at priory yeah. and um i went to my mind was waiting it's like she was teaching and she was teaching us about like the weather yeah and she started teaching about warm yeah. front and cold front <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord <laughs> Oh God. I you <laughs> know where, where my mind went with, I'm t- <laughs> you see, you
2: see, that's that's the boys. That's no, how right, their minds right, were. right but, that's yeah. how their minds work. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Boys exactly yes. teenage teenage boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Exactly. And let me ask you something though. Both of you and you take this first right, Do you think it would have been better? You think it's better? And with the vast experience that both of you have, the term I must have thought that either coed school or an all-female or all-male school. What do you think is more is best for your child development?
2: I am more into co-ed. I, I think they need that balance to the yes. boys and girls together, than than being in separate schools. You know, I, I, that's my feeling about it. I think the co-ed system is much better. You know, when boys and girls get together and they, they learn together and they learn to, you know, do, do um, collaborative work and all of that. And and am not being so conscious of their sex or anything like that, you know. It's just working together as another student. So I I'm not I'm I, I'm not into in terms of um, you know, um all boys school or all girls school. I'm 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 more for a co ed situation.
0: And you, and you, Mrs. Nelson, your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think a school is a, a, just a mirror image of what society is, and society mm-hmm. women and to and to pull them off as, as just girls or as boys is not a natural thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, um, I think I think both of them learning together is the ideal learning situation.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think I could have gone to any other school but a co-ed school.
4: Me too, yes, I, I fully, fully agree. That was one that kind of made the magic at Meadowbrook for us, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I had an experience at, at UWI, <laughs> you know, as a sitting under the tree at the um, Faculty of Arts, Science, and. Um, was for, for, on, you have it right. pop art, art, art and sorry, yeah, not, yeah. I had because I had worked a little bit before going so, to to UWI. Um, I wasn't fresh out of high school, like fresh out of sixth form, and we used to sit and muse and watch those girls from Westwood, and they were like wild on the campus, like they'd never seen guys before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was so obvious that they had no form of. Interaction, so it's not it's it's not healthy for for the kids to be to me for them to be segregated like that and being in different different learning learning um space really. And, and you went there in, You went in to a
0: Ellis. You went to a poet school. What? When you were going to school, you went to a poet school.
2: Sure, I went to co-ed school.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
2: But I, I had friends who went to boarding school, girls school, and I, I, I could see the difference. As I said, an example was on UWI campus. Mm-hmm. You could see the girls who were fresh out of some of those boarding school. They, you know, they were just behaving strange. They were immature and just, you know, you know. Yeah, I, I, I
0: agree with Water. I think that, that environment prepares at different Different challenge. It's almost like separating is a preparing for a different thing. Maybe war more than trying to collaborate with each other.
4: Yes, that is true. I That's when true. we were in sixth form, we had a few girls came up from immaculate. Yeah, and it was like they never saw boys before. You know.
2: Yes, they go crazy.
4: Yes, they just went like they just they wanted to get with every single one of us, but the novelty by the time we reached upper six, you know, the novelty still didn't out. wear off for some of them.
0: Where is the Easton and Skin? Just a catch a fire.
4: Catch a fire is that they yes. never boys before, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it was it was it was like because we went through up to fifth farm, we had the girls there already, the girls had us. But when they came, it was almost like I'm thinking like they never been on the street and saw boys or what. It was a whole different way of interacting.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that was a, that was a, they were. But Marley was thinking about them when them singing him song in album Catch a Fire. At... <laughs>
4: Maybe yes, They really did catch a fire. It, really, it was it was so pronounced. You, you couldn't you couldn't even say well okay. Um, you know, not focus on it. It was the so pronounced.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me ask you another question, Mrs. Celis, because you were a young teacher at the time. Which song you remember at Meadowbrook? Not in a school song, which popular song that you used to rock to when you go Meadowbrook? Oh, (laughs)
2: Meadowbrook. Which song? I think um, not necessarily a song per se, but the singers. Mm
3: -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. I was into people like I think the Shy Lights. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's a group. The Shy Lights. No man, that I, I love those songs from Mrs. Sellis. So. Yes, that's a group. Shy Lights yes, and the no. Stylistics and the Manhattan. Right,
2: those people and the OJs. Mm. I, I used to collect albums, you know, and, and stuff like that. I have
0: to explain we'll to the people who listen this, Mrs. Sellis. What's an album?
2: You mean <laughs> a, on a record?
0: A record? That, that's <laughs> a that CD. You require a <laughs> definition Record. What are you talking about?
2: Oh my gosh. Language has evolved so much and words have different meaning because uh, <laughs> I remember giving a, a comprehension passage once to not at Meadowbrook but at another school and the passage talking about um, an L, uh, a, a record from Elvis, something I was playing, the, uh, uh, a 45 was playing and and the kids thought it was a, a revolver. Uh,
4: a gun, the 45, imagine that. 45,
2: well, they had no idea what a record was. Wow. So um, it's, it was very funny mm. at that time. Yes, I used it's to call it the, the, the 45s and the LP albums. Yeah, the 33, on and and two different speeds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. yeah, lot of people
0: don't know that at all and have no memories of that at all, and... <clears throat> involved the tape and then yeah. Everything now is digital. You just click on it yes. and play. Yeah, 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 Let, let me ask up with question to said. what's the best learning experience you got in those early years, those three years I spent at Meadowbrook?
2: You know, because Meadowbrook was my first first high school experience. Um as I said, teaching in the in the secondary school it, um, in junior secondary for the time I was there, the discipline was not very good, but um, Meadowbrook was like uh, formative in terms of my my you yes. know my stick to itiveness as a teacher, uh, you know, giving me the the idea that uh, this is where I want to go in terms of my career, because I as I said I can't recall having any real bad experiences there, so it's, it was a very positive experience and it it helped me to. Want to continue to be a teacher, and the the response, the response of the of the students. So that's that's very very important, you know, to get that feedback and feel that you are doing something, contributing to their future and the the eagerness that they have to learn. You know, all of that helps to shape to shape um, me as as a teacher, wanting to stay in the career and give it my best.
0: Mm-hmm. <coughs> let, let me ask you, Mr. Nelson. can't think about this question while you aren't this Because I never thought about, well asked a different way Because I'm going to premise it by saying I think teachers who teach at any school I consider them an alum for the school Not because they didn't go to the school Once they were at the school for a certain amount of time Just like we have our alum association I think teachers should participate in being considered as, as an alum and They might have their own school they go, go to but and the question is, Missus Ellis, and you can not do one thing else. What do you think you can be done to make past students want to contribute back to the old school? What do you think you can motivate? What can do to motivate students to want to give back the medical? I mean, I to medical Merilos specifically?
2: Well, they need first of all to reflect on where they're coming from and how far they have reached in life, and to whom they owe that. You know, because I mean. It, When you look back and all that you have achieved, all that you have become, and you know that this didn't happen overnight, um, you had people in the background way, way back then who really helped to, to really shape you, to make you the person you have become, you know, you just want to have that generous spirit to say, I can do the same thing for others too who, you know, who need a helping hand. So it's it's, it's it's giving back, you know, giving back and feeling the sense that you get from giving back. You know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's intangible the way you feel about the feeling that you get from giving back, especially to your school and knowing that uh, you're paving the way to help the education of others who might not be as fortunate because we know that in Jamaica, a lot of these schools they struggle. Kids are struggling to, you know, families are struggling to send their kids to school, to buy books, computers, and other things like that, uniform, and all of those. And so, um, it must it must be gratifying to be able to give back. And I think that's what you know the alumni associations do, you know, in in helping the next generation of kids to achieve something too. You know, it's, it's, it's lending a helping hand. We can't just, you know, be selfish in what we do. We have to be able to, to take care of others too. And the best thing to do is to, to start with young minds and help them, you know, Mm -hmm. to be the best they can by giving back and having all of these, these, um, these association that give back to the schools in Jamaica.
0: And you, Mrs. Nelson, when you were on the podcast, I don't remember asking you this question, but what no. would, what would be your elevator pitch if you saw somebody from Meadowbrook and you want to motivate them to want to give back to Meadowbrook? What would you say to them?
1: Well, I would send them to your Facebook page. I would send them to you, <laughs> I them to you because I think you're answering the question for yourself. I think what you all are doing... Is, is what is going to make it work. I had no idea that, that there was such an association until one of you reached out to me. And I think that's the vehicle through which former students, former staff can support the students. Because I, I, I think there is a, a role that schools, that alumni in the diaspora play, but if they don't know how, it won't happen. I don't think um, a, a, a graduate will think, oh well, let me just send a check to a high school. Like You don't know where it's going. Correct. You have an alumni association, that vehicle. I mean, I, I spoke with Wayne. I'm going to try my best to, to, to make a contribution there. Um, those awards ceremonies that you have, this interview, putting it out there, let people know that we are alive and well and we can help um, is, is how I would answer your question. You're doing it. You're providing the vehicle through which it can happen. Um, I When I heard about you, I passed it on to Ms. Godlin. Um, and I've connected with Miss Barba. So there's, 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 there are people out there who want to help. And you are providing them, as I said earlier, with the vehicle through which they can get that help.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm happy to hear that. That was... I didn't start out thinking about that at all. As I, as I admitted starting out, I was... It was a Jamaican term. I was vexed. This is <laughs> that mm-hmm. We had done so well in sports in the 1980s, and I was a part of those sports teams, and nobody was talking about it.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: almost like it was going in a black hole.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, if,
0: if the history don't talk about, and I decide say, I'm going to talk to my friend, and if we just talk amongst ourselves and put it out there. And if when I get old, I can listen back over and over. What it happened that people want to tell them to apart from the sports? As Eastern would have rightly, make sure I remember that. It's not about the sports. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do with that too. Right, no, it's start there. It's start there because sports is always, in, in, yeah. in, in, in any environment, sports is a big motivating factor.
2: That mm. is true. Sports <laughs> is almost
0: always where it starts, Eastern, what is it's like. Yeah. Everybody gravitate towards when, um, West Indies cricket team was doing well when the women's World Cup playing at the World Cup last time in New Zealand or the men's World Cup reach the final. So, but so it gravity, but it, it builds momentum. I just said, Mrs. Nels, mm-hmm. and it's like, you don't know the impact to go up. Just like you teachers, you don't know the impact mm-hmm. to go up until years later. Mm-hmm. You realize, right, you were building a momentum and you plant, I think the term is like, you plant an oak tree, I didn't get a chance to sit on under the shade and realize how yeah, you plant the oak tree. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It don't matter, it don't matter, yeah. I, I, just, I just love just have the conversation, and I like talking as Mrs. Nelson, I know, I was talking in the classroom the day, when I got <laughs> chided, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Eastern, you have any thoughts on this, I know I had asked you before, I don't know if you have any new thoughts, to add to the question, what would be elevator pitch to somebody, who, and I know you guys recently started in Atlanta chapter, you are part of that chapter,
4: no, because I'm in South Florida. In South Florida but but Florida. I okay. support all of the chapters, whatever they are doing, you know, I support it in whichever way I can. So Yeah, yeah. Um But but you said, what would be a, a pitch for the elevator
0: pitch. It's somebody from you haven't seen in years. And mm-hmm. you want to get motivated just like you for want to start give up to... what would you say to them?
4: Um uh, well well, Most of us, if not all of us, wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the experience that we had at Meadowbrook. So uh, because that was the the foundation, Um, you know, we built the foundation there, even though some people might not have been successful academically there, right? Mm -hmm. But we built the foundation on which anything else we did, we have to attribute it back to that experience because... That is our, um, you know, we learned, we, we, we did sports, we, we, we built friendships and everything. So it also helped to, you know, um, form our character mm-hmm. and our personalities. And, and you know, we, we, we grew up at Meadowbrook pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like Mrs. Nelson said, you know, the school was just a mirror of the greater society, Right. And the teachers we were were our extended parents, so to speak. Some of them may have had a bigger impact on us than our own parents did,
3: mm-hmm.
4: for whatever the reason may be. So we cannot say then we're going to walk away from, from trying to help if we can, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, some people might say, well, we had a bad experience here, so I just don't want to be bothered. But... Um, okay. The, the experience you got from Meadowbrook is also a part of your participation into that experience. So if it was bad, then maybe you only had your, yourself to blame, you know? So, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the teacher can do so much for you, the, the, the rest is up to you, because we all we had an impressionable mind and we, our brain was just there to sup up everything the teachers were teaching. And- so, if one person learned, then everybody has had the same opportunity to learn.
0: And I will expand on that, Ethan, because I think it's more than just the teachers itself. Because you know, sometimes, yes. it's somebody outside of your, what teachers scope, you know, For me, it was Mr. Beckford. And Mr. Beckford never taught me... Mr. Beckford taught chemistry. Yes. I say, and Mr. Beckford had such an impact on me, on the sports field, because he was a coach at the Colts team. I've right. never forgotten that. The same thing, it was like Life-changing for me. Yes. If so it may, that.
4: Not have been, it may not have been someone who taught you. Right. I, I remember Mr. Nairn, Mr. and who taught yeah. P.O.B. He never one day taught me, but he was the one that coached the school challenge quiz team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he opened my mind to so many things, you know,
3: mm-hmm. that
4: it changed me the, with that quest for knowledge, you know. It changed me. So... Like you said with Mister Beckford, so there's different things. Mister here never, you know, he taught. I never played like cricket for the school, but he taught. He in in teaching you PE, he also, you know, taught me other things outside of PE. Because in order for you to learn what he was trying to teach you, you get some other lesson from it, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, So yeah. it's is 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 what is the, the whole experience. So. I don't see any reason why nobody would want to not even say, well, I'm going to contribute $5 or $10 or if it's not, if it's not money, it's, you know, it's an experience. If you want to talk to the students who are there now and, ex- and share their, your experience that you had at Middlebrook, maybe, you know, if you look at yourself in, in retrospect and say, well, I could have done this better. You can tell them, well, you are you think you're young and whatever, but do this now because so it will save you something, you know, 10, 20, 20 years down the
3: road.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yes. but but everything starts with the conversation Look, okay? I, I wasn't aware. I was aware that they probably a lot of most of the students who went to Middlebrook though were not aware <laughs> of the history of melbourne at all. Mm-hmm. That it's sure. problem. That I mean, but this conversation we're trying is not that I set out to that. But it will fix it in terms of because I hear no stock and how good we feel going to Meadowbrook at the time, of Eastern. It's something to Yeah, happen. yes. So the students have come on and do all ideas to bridge the gap from from the beginning of the school. And we're in a unique place because I spoke to some people who started Meadowbrook in 1961 and their podcast coming out. So they oh, yeah. the school started Meadowbrook before I was born. I was born in 1962. Yeah. Mm. Right? And they were there from the beginning. So Melbourne is in a unique position. Now. We have students from the beginning. Yes. So we're yes. in a uniquely good position where we can capture all of the oral history right now, Eastern. Mm. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and it's just how we harness it It's almost like oh we can get it into the students if we make them listen it or make them hear the history. I
4: think I think we can do a lot of outreach at the school because if they if they know like if you listen to it, sometimes, you know, none of us live in Jamaica now, but we were growing up. You heard that the prime minister went to Calabar or Woolman's or whatever. So they, they were throwing stuff out there, right? Yeah. If the students who are there now know that, um, you know, this 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 um this gentleman, he may not be the prime minister, but you know, he ended up in a in a in a nice little career path, but he was a student. Maybe I see myself there too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, for example, I went there last year because the, the the school challenge team, I helped them as best as I can. Back to the same thing again with the sports, but I was saying to you, Prince. I realized that from when I was at school, you, the focus is on sports. So there are other people who represent the school, but they go unknown or yeah. unappreciated yeah. because yeah. it's not the the popular thing right yeah, yeah yeah so i said well i adopted them so i went down there last year um they wanted a tv to practice so i, I bought them the tv but i was talking to them and i said listen don't feel because the general thing they felt like oh i felt 40 years ago like nobody at the school even know that they're practicing as hard as the the basketball the track team and so forth right mm. but i said to them you know, this is where I am now in life because of the effort I made on the school challenge practicing. So you, you're already a success without even knowing it, because this will, this will come into play down the road. Right. Mm -hmm. And I told him, don't worry about the glamorous sports where, you know, if you're a guy, the girl's going to go after you because you play sports or something like that. But, 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 Academically, it will take you somewhere. So they were able to relate to that because they could see someone from the future who was in their position. So if we do a lot of things like that at the school, then I think we will reach them more because some of them, mm-hmm. they feel, well, you know, I end up at Middlebrook, we never want to come here in the first place. I just do it my five years and leave.
3: Mm-hmm. But they
4: don't have that pride because it's not being fostered while they're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wonder if we could add something to that. Just when Easton was speaking, I remember when I was there before Miss McLean returned, and I think Miss Morris may have been in charge. I could be wrong.
2: I remember Miss Morris. Yes. You remember
1: Miss Morris? Yeah, she was in charge <laughs> of the English department yeah. and to have our staff meetings up in the library after school. And she tapped me on the shoulder, and I became somehow the de facto head of Spanish. I don't know who else was in that department. <laughs> were you teaching at the time? Mm-hmm. Were you teaching Spanish at that time? Who me? Yeah.
2: Um,
4: no, because Miss McLean came back by that time, so she came after.
1: So you yeah. But 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 just going back to that tapping on the shoulder thing. So that was, that's what Miss Morris did, Margaret Morris. Yes. Uh, it 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 I, I've always pointed to that one act as something that instilled in me that desire to become a leader in my school.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yes, a leader in the classroom. And and so when I returned to Canada, um, you know, and, and got my, my myself back in the school system, I moved on to become a department head um, in different schools and then a vice principal and then a principal. And I and I just wonder how many teachers from Medibook who perhaps were touched by someone in leadership, whether it was the Thorpe or Miss McLennan or Miss Morris or whomever, who for who went on to become something something else in 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 their career path. So it's not just the, the, the students who are being impacted or or given a tap like Easton, as you just said, yes, yeah. it, it could be some teachers who. Receive that that tap from somebody who saw yes. in them, mm-hmm. and yes. there there are big things going to happen to you, and so that's what we have to celebrate, not just at the student level but at the staff level.
4: At the staff, yeah, because then it encompasses everything. It's a yes. movement. It's a it's yes.
1: A yes. Movement, yeah, I, I that we have a couple road scholars from Meadowbrook. Yes, all school. Did somebody say two or three? I can't remember. Two. 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 That a bit tapped into. You yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that's just my piece there. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a gem of a school. Though mm-hmm. so I have to say that the school where I retired from, I used to call it the, the jewel of the Northeast <laughs> because it was the jewel of the Northeast. But so is Medebrook. Medebrook was yeah. a gem of a school. It did lots of great things for students and for mm-hmm. staff who who had there like um Freddie started there as a as a as a young teacher
2: yes,
1: um, yes. young teachers went on to something else mm-hmm. but, you know, it would be practice. i again. think
2: too it was the the response i got from miss McLennan when uh after my three years there and i yes. you know i was thinking of migrating and yes. um the way she received me in her office and we had a chat and she was so understanding and, you know, very, very considerate of me because I I had not landed a job yet, but I was talking to her Mm -hmm. and telling her my plans because there was a job prospect in the, in in, in Nassau and I was going to travel. I had Mm -hmm. not resigned, but Mm -hmm. I was going to travel to the Bahamas Mm -hmm. to, 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 you know, see if I could get an interview and so on and you know I had friends because you have some people who are negative in your life don't tell her anything just mm-hmm. leave don't leave you know and I'm glad I did not but, take that uh, advice uh. I sat with her yeah. and um, I told her my plans and then when I went and I got my job and I came back
3: mm-hmm. and,
2: and, and sat with her again had a chat mm-hmm. this must have been in July
3: mm-hmm. I think
2: Um. And it so happened that she had a best friend in in, Fre- in Freeport. Yeah. And she put, she put me on to that best friend. She said mm-hmm. she, she was going to give her a call. Mm-hmm. And she called that lady, was also a teacher in Freeport.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, you know, in her age group. And that lady took me under her wings to in 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 Freeport mm-hmm. and help help me to become the teacher I eventually became and it's all because of Miss McLean and her attitude you know yes. I, yeah. I, didn't just, I just just didn't get up and walk off the job as some people had suggested yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, she was so gracious and understanding uh, you know as a young teacher wanting to spread her wings and and see what life was like out there, and you know. That I I really appreciate that when I think about it, she was very gracious.
1: You know, because she had just returned from either Puerto Rico or someplace where she got her master's, so she knew what that journey looked like. So I'm so glad that teacher that you went and spoke with her. You know, Uh, do you do you remember why she was called Spanner, Freddie? Why she was what? Well, she was nicknamed the Spanner. Oh yes, I'm just remembering that name now.
2: I, I'm wondering. I'm not too sure, but I'm wondering if it. She was sort of tall and slender.
4: Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she, she had an afro when afros were. I mean, for an older woman, she she was sporting an afro, which was. Yeah. So funny. But oh. she, the kids told me, Miss, she fixes everything. That's why they call her Spanner. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> I do not quite know that.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. What's her name? Miss Nevins came yeah. and she said went got miss Miss McLean took her under her wings as well. And she, yes. like, she, like, and she said, Miss McLean called her in office one day I said, Yeah, I know they call Miss Spanner because I tighten up things around here. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She knew that she was ha-
0: she had that nickname. Yeah, she, she was... embraced the name. She embraced yeah. yes. the name yes. Just making fun of it and, and turn it around, back. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but what you what you guys were saying is so important to me, because what you're saying is that even though you're staff members, you still were touched by oh, the yes. to touch on Meadowbrook, in terms of that. And you're right, yes. Mrs. Mrs. Nelson, Meadowbrook is a gem. Yeah. Meadowbrook is a gem in terms of oh, no. We can all talk. You talking about it from a perspective of that, Mrs. Scott, Mrs. Ellis, talk about it from a perspective of that a staff member, and you realize you got to touched a certain way by Miss MacLeod. And we thought about it from the teachers who touched us. Some of them were like... Mm-hmm. And, and Eastern, yeah. even though I'm sports biased, if you remember the introduction, you know, and as the Liberty did that, you know, I realized it wasn't just a sports school. Yes. That's definitely. why I mentioned the two Rhodes Scholars in my introduction. I did just talk about say. We put in sports trophy. I said we had two road scholars to talk about yes. as well, you know. So that was the avenue and the thing for say we have to talk about the academics as well, because that's important. Mm-hmm. You know? yes. Life is about a blend. Life is about a blend. So But anyway, let me ask you a couple. But before I ask a question, Mrs. Nelson, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame you for me not learning Spanish. Because Eastern sent me those words. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Prince, you just throw me under the bus. i was excited to in if, Mrs. Nelson, if you had put those words on the blackboard when I just started first off, I'd be your best Spanish student. Anybody who wants to know that Eastern, I won't be repeating it at all. I will leave it at that. Exactly. <laughs> no, I've never seen Boys with the boys. Trust me. <laughs> Boys See, to the boys. I need to go In the chair,
1: you would have learned it.
0: Now. Yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> What the point is, Mrs. Nelson, I wanna learn more. I've said, oh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, you you missed you missed the mark with me, Mrs. Nelson, but maybe time check to some people there. <laughs> I'm gonna blame you for me <laughs> not learning Spanish. <laughs> I have, you should have <laughs> introduced me to those words. Sorry. <laughs>
1: If you had put away that pen, you would have learned it. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, that pen was part of the problem. You, know? that was pen, <laughs> you want to tell Miss
1: Cardin about the pen? Yeah,
0: Miss Cardin, <laughs> let me tell you about the pen now.
1: Okay.
0: I carried this pen to school, you know, and this pen was like, remember those magazines that they had to wrap in a, a brown paper bag to hide? This pen was a oh. miniature version. We did turn the pen upside down. <laughs> There was this naked lady with those words that this is that, that, that Ethan sent to me. And, <laughs> and I was sharing I was sharing the pen with my friends. Oh, no. I was impressed because Steve took over the pen from me. And didn't did introduced <laughs> me to the Spanish words. I said, okay. So it took over the pen from me because I was distracting the class because that was that was me. Okay. I would of course. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you come, circle. <laughs> Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 But <laughs> let me ask you another question, Mrs. Scotland. Um, How does it make you feel bringing back all these metal book members after all these years?
2: Oh, I, it's priceless, trust me, because I, I, I never gave thought to these things and it's just like... <laughs> taking me back you know to my very beginning and i am reflecting now on my entire teaching career and um uh, sometime it's not it wasn't easy in canada because it's a whole different environment and um you know kids kids are not the way they were back then and um you know th- when i look back i said oh those kids were so disciplined and respectful and you know, I've had some challenges in my middle school teaching middle school over here over over the years. I guess um, I could have gone into high school, but um, the first job offer that came up, I took it, and it was like grade seven, which is a part of the training anyway. When you when you do go to teachers college in Jamaica, you learn to you 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 specialize from grade seven to grade twelve. So I took the grade seven job. A high school job did come up um, a a couple of weeks later, but I had already made my commitment. So I didn't feel that it was right for me to walk off the job after a few weeks. Mm -hmm. But basically, you know, looking back at Meadowbrook, I hold Meadowbrook in very high esteem for, you know, for those formative years as a teacher too and what, how it has shaped my career. So I really i am looking, as I'm talking to you, I'm picturing the grounds and the, the campus and the staff room and all the fun we had. And I would not have done that if I had not had this occasion to meet with you guys. So I I really appreciate it, really. Mm-hmm, you know. Thank you.
0: And I, I must mention this to all of you because I spoke to Merrick Lamar. I don't know if you remember him, Mrs. Nelson or Mrs. Ellis. And he migrated. Um, he didn't complete middle book. I think he left either after third form or after fourth form. Yeah. So he always felt like a missing piece in terms of he didn't get the full middle book. And when he had a conversation with me a couple months ago, and I asked him how he felt, and he said, I just feel like he graduated. <laughs> it just felt like he must get a, a diploma and give it to him, because I am just feel like he mm-hmm. graduate Because I can't tell the story that he wanted to tell. He never mm-hmm. feel complete yeah. because he left. It was during the seventies and he had to leave because, you know, situations and things were so turbulent for some people in the seventies. So yeah. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Mrs. Ellis. Yeah. I know exactly.
2: It makes me it makes me want to next time I go to Jamaica pass by, you know, <laughs> and visit visit the school and see how things are. Just take me back to the very beginning, yeah, man, well, that's, that, you know, if say, you want to reminisce,
0: yeah, man. I want to get that in that frame of mind, you'll want to give back to the school. So, once, once, yes, once a system in place, a proper system where an accountability in place, yeah it would just flow. That have to be there now. That have to yes, be there. It's like we're building the groundwork, you know. Um, Eastern, that's what's happening yes. right now. We're building, mm-hmm. building the awareness you No, know, We have to build the <clears> accountability <throat> that has to be there. It can't work. People mm-hmm. want to give back, but they must know when them give back it is accountable. Yes. And why it. they give back. And why they mm-hmm. give it back. I mm-hmm. can't just give back for anything. They must know why they want to give back. So yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that I I I enjoy that sentiment, Mrs. Sellis. I, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. that. Um let me ask you a couple more questions, because believe it or not, we have been here for almost fifty minutes short of two hours. And we we can't we can't we can't, we can't cut it off. We'll, cut it, we'll soon cut it up before the two-hour mark. We just have a couple more questions before we close it out. Um, what message you would you give to existing students at Meadowbrook, our future students, our staff member, and the staff member who coming up who went hear this podcast next year, five years time, our students here? What message you would you give them about Meadowbrook? What message do you want to pass on to them?
2: Uh, um, um, in terms of the teachers, I would say to them, you know, you are. You are placed in that position to really make a difference to lives. And therefore, it's sometimes it's not what you say or what you do, but how you make your students feel. It's very important, you know, in helping to shape young lives. And um, they should not really look at teaching as a way of, you know, making money because i'm sure the salary is not that great anyway but what can you do to shape young lives and, and and just offer them something be be an example to the to them so that they can see where they can go in life because as many many students actually become teachers themselves too, based on the teachers that they have had. So mm-hmm. it's very important that teachers be exemplary in every way. It's not just what you say or do. And for the young kids who are in school, I would, I would impress upon them to persevere and to carve out specific goals for themselves and objectives that they want to, to achieve in life and find some teacher maybe guidance counselor or somebody that they they can talk to on a one-to-one basis to give them advice how to how to really go about planning for their future um, find that teacher because I, I remember um one of my teachers he would he would in the library he would actually suggest books that i should read and I, that stays with me so you want to have that relationship with your teachers you know and be able to 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 get some insight into what lies ahead and i'm sure teachers are generous in 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 terms of their spirit to help these kids who seek them out and just don't go to school to socialize because i know it's a totally different environment now from when we started out as young teachers mrs nelson and they are so distracted with their their devices and all of that that they don't learning is not paramount to them anymore you know so we just have to instill in our kids the importance of learning you know, there's something, you know, um, there's a, an old saying about a good education will never decay. So they just have to have that in mind and strive towards that kind of that goal.
0: Yeah, and, and just as you're talking, two questions come to my mind quickly. And, and, and I want both of you to answer this. But you first, um, Mrs. Nelson. Um, do you think it is more difficult to teach now than back then? And then the second part of the question You taught in different countries. Which environment is easier to teach?
1: Uh, I I, I guess I don't know that I would use the word easier. Um, Times have changed so so much. Um, I think uh, just to piggyback on what Freddie said about the distraction, I think there were fewer distractions. at my book, we didn't have to be with electronic devices. Um, you only, yeah,
0: only had to deal with a pen.
1: With a pen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I handed the pen, as you saw how I did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so so that's different. Um, and yet I know those tools can be used as a part of the teaching environment. You know, it, if teachers knew how to include them in their teaching, it could work. Yeah. Um, But bottom line is, was it easier than it was easier because you had fewer distractions? Um, I I think there are more aids that teachers can use now that we never had in those days. I remember, I remember that guest techno machine. The,
2: the ink it, on my fingers. The ink oh.
1: on your fingers, and having and if you made a mistake and there was something that you had to do and then you had to roll off twenty five and then it wasn't enough. Yes. Do I want to go back to that?
0: No. A, I have explained to the, the, the listeners, Mrs. Nelson what I get sent in the machine.
1: Oh, <laughs> please.
4: <laughs> did it. fax machinery
3: Yeah, uh,
1: copy copy We machine. Machine. So had typewriter. Did we have a typewriter in the staff meeting? I don't remember. But you had to handwrite it and you had to be very, very careful. This, this, um, the size of uh, a, not, not a regular writing sheet, a, a bit longer than that, yeah, the long, yeah,
0: the long um, yeah. The longer version, the paper, legal. think they call? It, yes, the, yes, so
1: yes. it's stylus that you use. You can either type, I think, or you use a stylus. I, I like my own handwriting, so I would use a, a stylus, but if you tore that paper. Yep, <laughs> then it, you're in trouble. So you had to be extremely careful, and then you had to go to this machine, and you had to make sure there was enough pa- blank paper in it. Um, you had to make sure you did it before the office staff left. So there are all these things that you had to be juggling, um, and you had to spread the ink. I think the
4: ink, yes. Oh yeah, roll around big. Drawers.
1: Yes, <laughs> it, it was so. So the to the question was it easier then in terms of aids? No. You had to invent everything. You had to bring in your own supplies that you wanted to to, to motivate your students. Um, You know, do I prefer, do I, between Jamaica and and Canada, two completely different sorts. I think both of them offered me um, opportunities to grow and opportunities to learn and opportunities to share with my students. Um, I can tell you from... Having taken students from Meadowbrook to to Puerto Rico, that was a highlight of my of my career there. I never thought that that was going to be possible economically. Number one, um, the kids the kids were eager, but just just exploring that possibility and that opportunity, they all embraced it. So you know, going to the the American Embassy to get them their U.S. visa and the visa. And sitting there at you know four o'clock in the morning, that was a part of it. It was mm-hmm. just <laughs> the airport. So, is it easier now? Uh, I don't know how many um excursions like that take place um no. in, in schools. You know that 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 uh, I don't know to what extent the classroom is expanded to in, improve their learning environment. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember so that, that. Mrs. Nelson, I remember I wasn't able to go not because mm-hmm. i didn't couldn't the Spanish, but i just my parents couldn't <laughs> afford it but
1: yeah
0: yeah and, and
3: yeah
1: it was understandable. that was quite understandable. so that's why it was such a bold move yeah because, yeah 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 yeah, know, yeah yeah there was some fundraising but clearly there are some students who were on it who mm-hmm, okay. were not the greatest spanish students but had the financial security or possibility to go so there was that um equity issues um you know, they, they, we, I don't think we saw that many students who are not able to, to be in school or who were impoverished because everyone wore a uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. that, that, that showed that there was equity there, whereas in schools here in Canada, it's not the same. You can see who is wearing your high-tech stuff and yeah, your, that stuff, know. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah and 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 the teachers are not moved by that but students are yeah yeah, yeah. so we're talking about two completely different worlds and situation and i don't know that it's is that fair to compare yeah. um but um there, there are more opportunities to enhance the learning environment um now but just the same as taking a bunch of kids to puerto rico yeah. was in yeah. their learning environment yeah. so yeah. you could go down the line and compare and tick off and contrast but um I think teachers provide a rich learning environment at that school and everyone who was there and and now should be very, very proud of it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I would love to see happening, and I don't know to what extent it is, is the inclusion in the curriculum of values education. So as far as I'm concerned, a curriculum is not just about math and English and science and geography and history and the rest of it. It's about how to develop um, individuals teenagers to be citizens to be global citizens mm-hmm. to take care of their their neighbors their communities of the environment um, that's a big push now um, to what extent is happening I, I see some issues with discipline um, not at meadowbrook but in in Jamaica in, in, in general and to what extent can that curriculum include those things that are important I know there's a course here, um, for kids in in Ontario, like civics, and so they learn about their civic duty.
0: Yeah,
1: and I don't think that's compulsory there. Um, yeah. the, the careers is also compulsory. Is that a, is that compulsory there? So there's there there are things that you can compare. There are things that you would love to see happen there that would improve that learning environment within and in the community.
0: Yeah,
3: sorry.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Thanks. Yeah, go ahead, Mrs. Ellis. you dear. there? I wonder if you're here. Mrs. Ellis? Um, Easton, you Include
2: I'm here, things yes. like. Uh, oh,
0: go ahead, Mrs. Ellis. We weren't hearing you. Go ahead. Maybe your mic was on. Can go you ahead. hear me? Yeah, we can't hear yep. you now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay,
2: I was just saying, you know. Um, To pick up on that point that Mrs. Nelson was making that, you know, teaching values, um, we're thinking of things like climate justice and social justice, racial justice, all these things need to be learned Mm -hmm. so that the kids can, can, you know, it should be in in terms of the curriculum too, so that they can understand what's going on in their world. And don't just jump on any bandwagon, but to be fully informed in -hmm. terms of that. And um, um, looking back and in comparing the the school back then, um, systems back then and now, um, I think parents form a great partnership um, in these days. I can't recall um, a lot of parents being so totally involved in their students' education back then. Um, It was mainly the teachers and the students. I do not know if parents are participating more attending interviews and so on but uh, my experience in in the Bahamas and in Canada here that when you have parent involvement that partnership becomes so, so, so much yes, richer and it it helps to To facilitate learning more because we know parents know the expectations and students know the expectation and they can't be manipulating and playing off one against the other.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: um, having that piece there, the parental part, I think is very, very important. And I've found that to be an integral part of the education system in Canada here. I do not know to what extent we had that so much at Meadowbrook. And I would hope that, you know, parents will be encouraged to be there for their children, to 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 attend meetings and, and functions, anything that the school puts on, to be fully involved in their children learning experiences. So that's how I look at it in terms of um the difference then and now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let me ask you not really a question. This is just a last comment before I ask the closing question, um, Cecilis. And you take this one first, Eastern. Is there any question or any topic? As I think I could ask, that that did not ask Mrs Ellis uh so, no,
4: I think you covered you covered um pretty much everything that kinda involved her, you know that you triggered her memory which was which was very good, so yes, I don't think you you missed anything
0: and Mrs. Nelson, any question or any comments that you think I could ask.
2: I'm just. I just want to say that I'm grateful to you, to you for you to be able to help me to reminisce and to look back and um, look at things in retrospect and, and things that I would not have thought of. They were somewhere in the back of my mind, and and it come to mind now, and I I actually. Just thinking over the last few, few days, I realized that I did not only teach Spanish there, but I taught a year of history. Ah. I think a fourth form, maybe a student or two listening to your podcast can remember that I taught them history. I think must have been in fourth form because the CXE exams were just coming on stream. And, and I remember, I remember that I taught that first year because it was the only subject that required that I taught that required coursework Spanish did not require coursework but um, history required course coursework and I never taught history again until I came to Canada here because I, I only taught Spanish in in um, the Bahamas and and so for me, the only time, the only school I would have taught um, CXC 2 would have been Meadowbrook High School. So um, you have jogged my memory, <laughs> and I appreciate that. And, and, that, and I hope, and I hope I made a difference to some students there, oh, definitely. not only in Spanish but in history too. That was my because favorite. History, that was my history favorite. History actually is my second love.
0: History is my favorite topic. I love reading history. I just love that. That that's the only subject I pass at A level. So I have a. Okay. And that's what I did my degree in when I went to UWI. Okay, I have, yeah. a, I have a Bachelor okay, of Art yeah. in, in History. So, but yeah, I have a love for history as well, Ms. Cardin.
1: Yeah, um, I think you also made an impression on, on the girls and how to dress, Miss Cardlin.
0: Yeah. One of you here, Mrs. Nelson, no.
1: I think she's turning off her. um.
0: I'm not seeing her. Freddy,
1: you wear? The
0: mic is on and off. The mic tripping out on her, yeah. Yes, in
4: and out, yes.
0: Maybe that's the Wi Fi. So, Mine? Yeah. She was saying you made an impression on the, the fashions for the girls at Meadowbrook with your dressing.
2: If they were impressed? Yeah. Um. them You know something? I was just being myself. So, you know, I get compliments here there everywhere i i i well it did i, just, you, didn't make I just any person, it.
0: you didn't make an impression on Ethan. i'm certain the girls would have been looking on and say wow yeah yeah I, sure. I i
2: guess so <laughs> I, everywhere i go the kids always comment on my my dress yeah, 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 you know it's yeah, just yeah. i just take it you know mm-hmm. just like that it's mm-hmm. just yeah. a part of who i am so yeah, yeah. you know yeah
0: yeah i sent you your book mrs Ellis, 1983 yearbook. I'm not sure if you're in that, but you can look and see. I, yes, I, I believe he's in there. Ms. Yeah,
4: Calvin. yeah, yeah.
0: I just sent it to you. I just sent it to you before. I just didn't remember.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't okay, I remember
0: you, some more. So
2: Thank you so much. I'm grateful yeah, for that. Mrs. Nelson, yes. any, any
0: comment on the topic you think I could have asked Mrs. Ellis that I didn't?
2: No. You I, you. I think you did a very comprehensive... um you know account of you know or meadowbrook years uh i can't think of anything off hand but i'm sure maybe at the end of this um when i you know look back i might think of something else. but right now i think you have dealt you have touched on so many a, a wide array of topics really yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. could really- i ask and, one
1: last question um Freddie, do you remember where the, the sports field was
2: um not really, you know. It it's it's funny that I remember the sports day and the cheerleading teams and I have no idea where the sport
1: can't we walk We had to walk our off school property to get to it. Am I correct? Was it at the was it at the back somewhere? No, it was called
4: oh. bottom field. Was that at the foot of the hill? Uh,
1: Bottom
2: field, yeah.
1: It was, okay. it was, it was weird. And, and yet it didn't stop people from going.
0: No, it was, oh. the film was It was part of the uniqueness about Meadowbrook. The fact yeah. that the, the bottom field was separate from the campus. Yes. But, and the current principal that big vision for that field, in terms that it's almost like he want to turn it into a second campus.
2: Ah. Oh. Like a oh.
0: sports complex. When I spoke to him, when I went down earlier this year.
2: That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's a big vision where i got to put things in place. Huh? But that's something... I've been talking to him about it, and hopefully, we can. That's one that's I thing I think we need from this conversation, Eastern, a yes. big vision. Where you can look into and say, you know, you might not live out see seat, but you know, they have a big vision to say, visualized visualized Book having a, a big multi sports complex on a bottom. Yeah, so and there's no reason why you no, no.
4: never live to see it happen that we No, 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 no it exactly, happen.
0: Eastern. None at all. None at all. They just have to, I just have to start talking about it and talk it up, and I might never live to see it. But yeah. guess so. If I put the vision on somebody, somebody might be a billionaire who's a past middle book student, and I say, Yeah, I like that yes. vision there. It, I can just give yeah. them the money for pay fees. So mm. that's why so, I
3: say that.
1: Yeah. Can I ask a question? So there seems to be a, a huge sports um, focus. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what's happening academically. Do they have a strong computer program? Do they have a strong STEM program, STEAM program, languages? Because uh, those are the areas that I
0: would like to show, to, 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 to find. To participate it. in, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I Yes, they do. They do. I think they have a program where they call, um, uh, what's what's the word they use? Not artificial intelligence, but something similar to that. We have a nice program for that. Mrs. <laughs> a strong program. Oh, the robotics thing? Robotics, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. There's yeah. a there's a good robotics program there, Mrs. That and that would be science-based. I'm
1: mm-hmm. saying
0: academic base. as you're saying. So, yeah it right. is but
1: what about the, languages? languages languages
0: yeah yeah but what the principal thinking about bottom field not just what sports alone thing, think but like no. putting additional classroom around there you know?
1: okay
0: it's not just a sports complex you know As i, I just said it's, it's supposed to bring in the money but it's like you want to put like a second come. it's like okay you have two campus
3: mm-hmm
0: that's how you visualize Meadowbrook going forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of Campus One and Campus Two, or called down there, the Henry Ward Campus, or something like that. The same thing in honor, in honor of the, the founder of the school. So, mm-hmm. no, that won't be left out, Mrs. Nelson. Even okay. though I'm supposed to us, as, as I tell you in my introduction, I all remember the academics mm-hmm. are important. I am, um, you know, so. Or, but let me ask you the last question, Mrs. Ellis. What made Meadowbrook magical?
2: Mm-hmm. Is- what make meadowbrook magical magical all right let me think <laughs> magical it it was a small a small school and it's not the it's not we learn that it's not the size but the quality the quality of education that we were able to to, um, foster and the the quality of students that that came there from, I'm sure they came from all different financial and family backgrounds. And still, you know, we were able to make a difference. So um, Medbrook was mind that it could take young lives and turn them around into something worthwhile you know, and also in terms of the teachers that we could get together and, and had that fo- that close-knit relationship. And so that was magical to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, Mr. Seles. And before I close it out, let me just ask each you for a quick closing remark. Um Eastern, in a closing remark before I close out the program here. Uh,
4: one thing I have to say is, um,
0: uh, you know,
4: thanks for another opportunity to contribute to you know the, the the memories at Meadowbrook it's it's always wonderful anything you know that we can do to enhance the school i'm happy to be a part of and like i said at the top of the program and uh, the conversation i was i was very happy and enthusiastic to be a part of this conversation with these two wonderful ladies who have you know really left an impression on my life so
0: Thank you, Easton. And uh, Mrs. Nelson, any closing remarks before I close out the program?
1: No, you know, I, I continue to be amazed by, by what you are doing, um, how this, the ripple effect of that. I, ha- I have never been associated with an alumni association, not from the school from which I graduated, not from the many schools in which I taught. Um, so this is special. This is special, this is magical. And I hope I can make a contribution. I was very happy to have received an an award um, a couple weeks ago through Wayne and the alumni here in Toronto. And um, I am going to, I have promised that I'm going to be a part of it. And whatever I can do to make that gem of a school shine even more, I am willing to do it. So I thank you once again for including me in this. Um, it's, It's an honor to have met Freddie at Meadowbrook many, many moons ago until <laughs> five, fifteen minutes away from her, right here in Milton. That doesn't happen all the time. So I'm I'm grateful for social media, for Facebook, for you having reached out to me, for you Easton, I see your post all the time. You Blaister, you are doing a phenomenal job. Don't give it up.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Nelson. And you, Mrs. Ellis, any closing remark before I close out this programme?
2: Yes, Um, I feel grateful also for this platform in which we can come on and, you know, share stories and hear stories of the impact we have had on students' lives. And as teachers, you know, to me, we appreciate that so much. It's it's priceless mm-hmm. when you look back, and a student students can say this teacher um, because of this teacher, I have become this or I did that. You know, we looking back, we would not have known. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 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 impression we would have made on these these kids. So I'm grateful that. Um, Eastern that you were my past student and that I made an impression on you and many others too who will listen to this podcast and want to make that connection to and having made this con- connection and um, I could say it all started with Mrs. Mrs. Nelson who um reach out to me on occasion talking about Meadowbrook High School and so on and what was going on and and just brought me back into this whole thing. And so um the memories are just percolating now and I'm just happy to be a part of it and in any way in which I can contribute in the in the future. I'm ready to to really Take part in it because, as you said, um, Prince, um, having taught at at medical High School, we we feel like a part of it too. Not only the students, but the past teachers together. <laughs> form one one big happy family having been there and we just want the best for the school right now and anything i can do in the future and you are doing a great job this was very this was an excellent idea i heard you say that you're also going to maybe you're thinking of having some kind of program where you do some sort of um, memories of minibre, minibre past of yes, or yes, yes. students you know
3: on yeah.
2: ahead yeah. You know, I think that's a marvelous idea. So, um, yeah, we are here to support you. And um, um, for Mrs. Nelson and myself, we do not know if we if there are other past
0: teachers, teachers a here in alum, T- alum, that we can call Canada, past, alum past alum and all taught. of that. Yeah.
2: This is how you know.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. As people will, you know. Gradually, here the word will go around through social media, and you know, we'll take it from there and do what we can. So, thank you very much for the invitation and making me feel so welcome and reliving these memories. It's just (laughs) wonderful. Thank you, and thanks to Wayne, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, thanks, and my student, yeah, Yeah, um, Eastern, yeah,
3: yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Mrs. Ellis. And when I hear you talking that way, I always sell people a couple of times on this podcast. Meadowbrook is like our hotel, California. You can check out anytime. But you can't leave Meadowbrook. And and when I hear you two ladies talking tonight about the power of the words, even though Mrs. Nelson took out my pen, the pen is indeed mightier than the sword. <laughs> so ladies, Mrs. Frederica Codlin Ellis and Rule the planet, Mrs. Valerie Nelson. Um, Eastern Leiber, and Wayne, even during that here, you facilitated this conversation and thank you very much. It has been a real pleasure talking to this to this former teacher, teachers and Eastern for the past two hours and God bless all of us as always say and God bless that great school at 2A, Meadowbrook Avenue. The address is right, Easton, 2A? Yes, very right. Avenue that we can have this conversation almost 40 years later, more than 40 years later. Wow. And it's like, Mm -hmm. we never skip a beat. So God bless that great school and God bless all of us and you guys have a good night. Yes. And thank you. And we'll talk. Thank you very much. Yes. Bye, -bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So remember to like, share, and subscribe these Meadowbrook Memories podcasts so neither you nor your friends will miss another memorable conversation. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Meadowbrook Memories. And remember to give us all the support and encouragement you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. And special thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince, who takes care of everything involved in getting the podcast out every week. And without him, this podcast would not be possible. It is his expertise that allows me to do what I love doing every week, having great conversations about Meadowbrook memories, and each response by everything else. So again, thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince. The views expressed by guests on this podcast are their own and their appearances on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. While we will not add to statements made by a guest, we reserve the right to exclude statements or remarks that might be considered inflammatory. Thank you.